please stand and join us for our first song? Good morning and welcome to chapel. I want to start by reading a call to worship that will hopefully put us in a mindset of praise and thanks and that will allow us to recognize God's presence. In love and joy, in sorrow and fear, God calls us together. And so we meet this day as friends, as neighbors, as sisters, and as brothers in Christ. Called together by God, we thank God. Our songs, our hearts, our prayers, our lives. Grateful for this opportunity to give and receive the stories of our past and of our presence. Let us praise God. For chapel this morning, um, four seniors will be sharing their faith stories and will be talking about how God has worked in their lives, um, struggles that they may have had or may still be having, and how their faith has grown at their time 
throughout their time at um, Goshen College. And our speakers today will be Andrew Pauls, Karina Flores, Joelle Friesen, and Galad Christianta. And I invite you to reflect on those stories. And I also encourage you to reflect on your own personal stories. And also throughout our time today, the songs that we will be singing are songs selected by our speakers. I will now light the peace lamp and then lead us in a word of prayer. Will you pray with me? God, I thank you for these four wonderful people who will be sharing with us today. I pray that you open our hearts to receive the words that will be spoken before us. Amen. I now invite you to stand and pass the peace. I invite you now to stand and sing Andrew's choice for this morning, number 411 in the blue hymnal, I Bind My Heart This Tide.
Taking classes in the Peace, Justice, and Conflict Studies Department has been instrumental in helping me align my vocational and theological visions. The connection between faith and vocation is an undercurrent running through all the classes I've taken with Professor Joe Lichty. The connection often becomes more explicit at the end of any given course, at which point he shares several songs and bits of scripture that give him hope. These songs and scriptures become a way to hold on to hope and love amidst a world so full, to quote one of Joe's favorite songwriters. Without reflection and self-care, getting involved in peace work is sure to end in burnout. Not only must my faith spur me to action, it must also empower me to continue that work. My faith has grown from one I've inherited from my parents and grandparents to one I can gladly call my own. It is not complete, and it never will be, but the mosaic reflects who I am, the people I knew, and the things I've done. I pray that as I meet new people, do new things, my faith will take on the colors of those experiences and become that much richer, pushing me to carry on the work of Jesus in a world that desperately needs peace, in a world that is so full. And that's why I woke up in the dream and I like, just sort of like 
sort of, um, I don't know how to describe it, restless, um, shaken by my own dream. And so when waking up from this dream, I really felt the Lord putting in my heart, like, if you want to be someone who seeks to, you know, be a peacemaker, you need to follow the example of the Prince of Peace. I feel like you can't be a peacemaker if you don't have peace in your own heart first. And that is peace that I as a Christian feel that only Jesus Christ can bring. And so that takes me to looking at the example of Jesus. If you want to know what he was like and you know to be like him, you need to look at his word and what he wrote. And so um, I want to go to John 8, and I'm going to read from verses 1 through 11. It says, Then they all went home, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn he appeared again in the temple courts, where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law of Moses, it commands us to stone such women. What did he say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, let any of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at Again, he stooped down and he wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left, with the woman still standing there. And Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has anyone condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. And this, this passage here has always really impacted me because it, Jesus could have condemned her, but he extended grace. And I think so many times in like today's world, we all walk around with stones in our hands. You know, we have, we have our views that we hold on to so dearly that we fight for. But when someone stands up who has views that contradict ours, we raise our stones. You know, no, we don't hurt them physically, but you know, we have an anger inside of us when we confront someone who disagrees with us. And especially in today's world, I think that's such a big issue. And so I think that here, Jesus gives us the example that when you have the opportunity to judge someone, you take the opportunity instead to extend grace. And that makes a bigger impact than anything else. And so while it's also important, I think, to fight against large-scale um, injustice and as you can even say, evil in the world, I think Jesus also shows us that it's important to remember that as one individual, I have more power to make influence in the life of another individual as well. And I think that's what Jesus says. He, the Pharisees were so caught up in fighting against this larger problem that they saw that they didn't think about what was best for the individual that they were you know, targeting. So that's one thing that, you know, the Lord has really just, I learned throughout these four years, that people are going to disagree with me, and I am going to struggle with, you know, things that I don't agree with. But in the end, I have to extend grace, because it's what Jesus did. I have to extend grace, and I have to show love, because in the end, that's going to make a bigger difference, a bigger impact than if I was to argue with someone, or kind of knock them over the head with my own views. And that's something that I struggle with personally, but, you know, I feel like that's kind of what God is trying to tell me and what I'm trying to learn from. And lastly, just saying that in my own personal experience, Jesus has been the Prince of Peace. 
And if I really want to be a peacemaker, I have to look ahead for him. And I encourage anyone else to do the same.
I'm from Surakarta, Indonesia. I'm a senior studying in music performance and vocal performance. And this is my story. So being far away from home actually strengthened my faith in many ways. This is my fourth year living in the United States, and sometimes I like to look back at the very first time I arrived in America by not knowing anyone when communication was hard and challenging, when I worried about making friends and such and truly when I realized that I'm on my own. But it, but it passed and I'm doing just fine. Everything is because of the people in it, the people in Goshen, friends who helped me and always been there for me, professors with wise advices, and how nice and welcoming the Goshen community is. I am passionate about music and I grew up in a Christian family and my father is a social worker and a humanitarian. And then I found my motto of life, which is serve for joyful heart and sing for peaceful mind. This year in my senior year, I am fortunate to be in parables. And truly singing with parables definitely strengthened strengthen my faith 
and it always brings me joy and peace in my mind. What we do in parables fits my motto of life. And every time we're having a program at the church or really wherever, I look at it as the part of my gospel where I can sing with my friends, with talented musicians, and share the music with others to praise my God. Did I ever experience a spiritual low? Yes. When things get too busy, sometimes I forget to slow down and I just forget to take a break. Homesickness is also a real thing, guys. And actually, today is a very special day for me because finally, after two years, I can see my father again. And he's just sitting right here, so it's... it's <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, so truly, it's been a very special day for me just being, being here and share this story where my father is here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and, one, and as a human being, truly, we worry a lot, and nothing's wrong with it. This is what we do. We worry a lot, and this is things that keeps, keeps me going. And one thing that um, I want to remind you is to be grateful and thankful. Take a moment just to be with yourself and think about all things you are thankful for. I am thankful for the music because with music I can freely express myself. When I sing jazz, I can just freely express myself and just be with myself, sharing ideas with the others and even help other people with my music. The other thing that keeps me going, I always remember that my family always love, support, and pray for me. Just by having this mentality, it gives me comfort and motivates me to keep going. So Indonesia and Goshen has 12-hour differences. And the most effective way for my family to communicate is by having this group chat. Um, <laughs> keeping in touch with my family truly really brightened my day. Even though just a small thing like asking my mother, what are you making today, mom? I miss your food. That's why I'm very passionate about cooking too because when I really miss about home, I cook. <laughs> and even just asking a silly question like, how's my dog is doing? I also miss him. <laughs> and yeah, so keeping in touch with my friend. So, um, sorry. Um, and I am also thankful for all my friends who are always understand me. This is my last semester in Goshen College. And all I want to do is having more time to having a quality time with my friends because after college, I, I don't know if I, I can see them much anymore. And one thing that really shaped my faith and my personality is my friends and the community here. So I really appreciate having all of my friends always support me. So now if you're sitting next to your friends, please say thank you for being my friend. Because it's always a nice thing to say that to your friend. <laughs> However, in Goshen, the weather could be nicer or could be warmer. <laughs> but again, I'm thankful for the snow. Um, it's a pretty thing, and when I am go back to Indonesia, I will miss this too. There are so many things to be thankful, and after all, even though you are feeling down and blue, life really is not that bad. By making this list of things that I am thankful for, it really makes me feel good about the decision that I made. It's already in the past, and what, the, the thing that you can do is just keep going. And 
20 years from now, if I look back to my college career in Goshen, and one thing that I always remember is definitely the people here, the community here, the faculty, the school in general. I love how welcoming the community here. I love how people always say, hi, how are you today? It's a nice day. It's always something that I really miss. And I hope as I continue my journey, I want to keep sharing my music for spreading the word of peace. Thank you. Hi, I'm Joelle Friesen, also a senior. Um, and similar to some of the other people who have shared, um, my time at Goshen has been overwhelmingly full of community. So when I look back on the last four years, these are two interconnected themes stand out. College has been full of questions answered with affirmation of the importance of community. Like many GC students, SST shook up my world. I went to Senegal the summer after my freshman year and so at the age of 19, I found myself thrown into what felt like a surreal dream state of desert heat, bucket showers, and questioning everything I had ever known. How can I set aside my Western worldview to fully respect this place? What do I do with my privilege? How do I return and communicate my experiences? My mind still often spins with these questions and many more, but I've learned to live into them, to be grateful for them, to embrace them as opportunities for growth. And each time that I felt like the questions would overwhelm, I was met with astonishing moments of community. My host mom would spontaneously grab my hand and take me to a street dance party or a three hour long tea with the neighbors. My Muslim host sister unfailingly had a smile for me and in a moment of seriousness told me that we must pray for each other because we knew le même Dieu, the same God. My Senegalese family and friends, as well as my fellow Goshenites, showed me that I don't need to know the answers to all of, the all of my questions and all of the world's problems. I just need to live into community with love. And in these moments, I've experienced God. Another example, as a biochemistry major, I've often found myself at the crossroads of the science and faith debates. The full force of this narrative hit me as I simultaneously became involved in campus ministries, and dealt with piles of biology and chemistry work. What is the connection between my textbooks and the Bible? What do evolution and Higgs boson particles and endosymbiotic theory say about a God? How do I talk to family members and friends who believe differently? Again, whirlwinds of questions that I don't have answers for. But these questions have also been calmed in unexpected ways. A weekly science and faith group provides a supportive environment for discussion. Close friends offer listening ears, new ideas, and encouragement to continue to think and learn. Professors with doors that are always open act as role models and mentors for living a meaningful life of joining reason and faith. Surrounded by these people, this community, who use your knowledge and gifts to lead the way to a better future, I don't need concrete answers to my questions. I just need to keep questioning and live into community. And in this way, I experience God. So I still haven't found easy answers to my life questions. In fact, I've just found more questions. 
I'll probably always struggle with how to respond to injustice, and you'll have to ask someone else for the meaning of life. Instead, my questions have been met with a resounding affirmation for the importance of community, encouraging me to never stop building bridges and to always put people first. And in doing so, my questions have shifted. Rather than questioning why things are the way they are, I have begun asking how to build relationships and create change. What do I do with my life has turned into, will you let me be your servant? Goshen has been a community and a home that has inspired me to ask hard questions, embrace uncertainty, and build relationships. I'm going to keep questioning and keep seeking community, and I hope each of you find spaces to do that at Goshen and beyond.
God, I just want to thank you for every single senior um, that this campus has been blessed with this year, Lord. I ask that as they get closer to graduation, that you can just bring them a peace of knowing that you're with them and that you're walking alongside with them, God. I thank you for the talents and the gifts that you um, specifically given each one of them, God. And I, I ask that as they graduate in the Goshen campus, that they can take those gifts and use them. Um, I know that you have anointed them in special ways and unique ways, God, and that they each have a plan um, that, that you have designed for them that's going to help in the larger scheme of this world. And I ask that um, as they go on, that they can just reflect on their time here at Goshen, and that it can be times of joy and at times of sadness, but that, that can only let them um, grow stronger in you and grow stronger in their faith and grow stronger in what it is that they want to do with their lives. Um, I ask that as they go out and um, as times of just doubt and worry and fear for the unknown start to creep on them, that you can just surround them with a calmness and with a sense of knowing that they're not in this alone, um, that they have you to look on and to lean on and that they have a community here that still cares and still loves about um, them and that no matter where life takes them after this, that they were taken care of and that they will continue to be taken care of. Our dear humble Father, Lord in heaven, Lord, we come before you humbly with all the seniors who are graduating this year, Lord. I ask you, Lord, to pave them a path that is clear, filled with love, joy, and happiness, Lord. Let them remember this place, the place that made them grow, Lord Almighty. Thank you so much for letting them be part of this community, letting them share everything that they have in them, Lord Almighty. Help them as they step into the next part of their lives guide them through every single thing that they do, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. May the Lord send you forth with confidence in your word. May love and mercy be upon you.